Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Welcome back to another episode of Everybody's Homegirl Podcast with me, your favorite homegirl, Tracy Cass. Today on the show, I have Miss Nikila Gates, certified yoga instructor, spin teacher, Jackson State University graduate, and member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. During the pandemic, Nikila started teaching virtual yoga classes and she became a spin instructor. We talk about it all during this episode, so stay tuned and enjoy. Picture it. South side of Fort Worth, circa 1989. My sisters, Ty, Sandy, and A, and I are all sitting in the living room talking to my mama. I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but I do remember this. My sister A owed me $60. She was supposed to pay me that day, and she hadn't said anything about it. So I'm wondering, is she going to give me my money or not? So I asked her for it. Now, if you know my sister, you know she is a Gemini. She truly has an evil twin, whom we refer to as Hilda. For the most part, my sister A is pretty chill. She's real sweet, she's generous, and she's funny. Now, Hilda, on the other hand, that helper is crazy. She only comes out at certain times, and mainly when it's talking about money. Any mention of money and you or have the potential to be part of Hilda's ire. So when I asked her for my $60, Hilda awakened. But instead of coming at me directly, she turned her attention toward my oldest sister, Tyke. You see, A had the idea to get my mother a ring for either her birthday or Mother's Day, which they're a couple of days apart. It was an emerald with diamonds. She picked it out, and she told Sandy and Ty how much each of them owed her. So when I asked her if she was going to pay me, she said, I would have your money if Ty would pay me the money she owed me for Mama's ring. Now, listen, people think Sandy and A are crazy. When it's really Ty that's the gangster of all of us. Me, I'm not even part of the conversation. Everyone knows I'm a big old softie. Ty, however, she's the real OG because she's an Aquarius. She's pretty straightforward. Even Kiel, she has the spirit of what I like to call of whatever. Nothing really bothers her. And she doesn't bother anybody. So she won't let anybody bother her. Anyway, back to the story. After A tried to throw Tyg under the bus, Tyg responds with, I don't owe you. I ain't agreed to buy no ring. You pay for it. That was your idea. And that's when things really got crazy. Hilda decided to rise up at that time. Words passed back and forth, hollering, screaming, and finally A tells Tyg, I'll whoop your ass. She lunges at Ty, and that's all she wrote. 
Ty flipped her over, pinned her to the ground, and put her hands around her neck. Meanwhile, me and Sandy are staring at the whole scene like, what the hell? <laughs> Mouths open, eyes bulging. My mama finally stands up and says, y'all stop. Sisters don't fight. Ty gets up and releases A from the ground. A pops up and stomps off with an attitude. Then Sandy's shady ass says, hmm, well, I guess she showed her. <laughs> 30 minutes later, though, it was like nothing ever happened. And we still laugh about it to this day. But the point of it is, that's the consistent lesson that I learned the whole time I grew up with three older sisters. Sisters don't fight. Me and A got into it one night, and she was about to light my ass up until my granny walked in and said, Stop! Y'all are sisters. Sisters don't fight. But we did fight, and we still do. But we forgive each other, we love each other, and we are there for each other when we need each other. And I think that's why I have such a strong circle of friends, because I learned early what real sisterhood is. It's fighting but it's also forgiving. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Anyway, now this Southside Chronicle is my version of the events that happened around Mother's Day. A, however, would have a different version, and so would Ty. But the real truth probably would come from Sandy. <laughs> it is still hilarious nonetheless. It is the Southside version of Rumble in the Jungle. Now, stay tuned and enjoy the show. <laughs> hey, Nikila. Hi, Tracy. How you doing? I'm just fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. Thank good, you for good. asking. You're welcome. You're welcome. How was your week? You know, this week was one of those where you kind of go, what day is it? What time is it? I'm not really sure, but I always like it where this is kind of the sweet spot. I get to look back and see, okay, I did do everything that I wanted to do. So it was busy, mm -hmm. but overall, it was really, really good. That's good. That's good. You made it through. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a day to make it through. Yes. Well, I guess I will introduce you to my listeners uh, today on the show. I have a recent friend <laughs> is in a like since Thanksgiving, Nikila <laughs> Gates. Um, we met on the trails um, by Lockheed. We were walking. I was with my friend Angela. And <laughs> this is funny <laughs> because typically the crowd out there is not people of color. <laughs> So we were doing a Thanksgiving walk, like just trying to get in exercise and just, you know, it's like, I don't know if you went to an HBCU, I went to a PWI, but when you see other black people, it's like, you be looking like, oh, there's black people. <laughs> and we spotted each other and come to find, and we were like, hey, and then Angela realized it was you and you all worked together. And we just stood there with what, talking for about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm, me, mm -hmm. you and Angela. And then I discovered you teach spin class, cycle class, and you invited me to come to class and I came and I've been coming off and on ever since. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and I wanted to bring you on the show to talk about 
your journey with wellness and fitness because you also teach yoga. So uh, did I miss anything? You want to add anything to your bio? No, I really think you uh, covered it. And it's so funny because even you just saying that I felt the same way. And if you think about it, we were like coming towards each other. <laughs> and I saw y'all from the distance and I'm like, who is this? I don't know. I'm not half speaking to everybody on this trail, but I'm going to make sure I speak to them. So it was so it was. I mean, you described it to the T. <laughs> it was funny. And then the other funny part was us watching the kid whose dad had left him, let him run. I'm like, he was like a mile away. <laughs> I'm like, where is his mama? Where is his mama? His mama. Yeah. <laughs> Black mamas and aunties taking over. Other <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> but I, I wanted to talk to you because you have an Instagram page and YouTube page where you are focused on yoga. It's called Connective Souls. So I guess I wanted to start out asking you, how did you start your journey with fitness and wellness? Have you always been in shape? Wow, that's a, a really good question. And no, the answer is I have <laughs> not always been in shape. Uh, born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. I mean, you can imagine, let's just say we ate really, really good growing up. You know, people say, oh, I ate good. I mean, I ate good. I don't, I don't know if that's the correct grammar or not, but I ate good. So in, in doing that, um, I realized most times I didn't, I didn't have limits on what I could eat, which I mean, of course, growing up, I love that. But my family was just very open to um, food was just a way of coping with everything from the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. But what I did see was my parents, um, they always played softball. So we were always a very active family. Active doesn't always mean that you're always in the best health, but we always kept movement going. So I always danced growing up. And in dancing, I took a few years off and I realized um, in taking those years off, I wasn't as active myself. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, especially going into um, middle school, I picked up quite a bit of weight. And I remember wanting to try out for the drill team for my eighth grade year and um, to everybody, any of your Jackson listeners at the time, it was Sidewell Middle School. And I just thought I have to make the drill team. Mm-hmm. But boy, was I overweight, out of shape, and just simply I realized I, I really don't have the breath to move. Mm-hmm. And it started from there. And I just told my mom, I want to try out for the drill team. So what do I need to do? And my mom being, I mean, she's always done anything from yoga to step aerobics to group fitness. She said, okay, what do you want to do? Let's just start going to the track and we'll start working out. And we started from there, even with everything that was happening, like all (laughs) around us, she just thought, let's start. And I started to realize that anything that was happening from family to school, whatever was happening in my life, when I had that time to work out, Mm -hmm. I didn't have to focus on anything else but working out. And so I did try for the drill team. I did lose weight and it wasn't a requirement to lose weight. So let me, let me be very clear about that. I knew how I wanted to feel and I mm-hmm. knew how I wanted to look. And once I lost that weight and I made the drill team, then it was like two, I mean, I just two things for one. Like I realized now I get to dance, I get to move and I get to feel good. And that's all I have to think about for this amount of time. And truly and honestly, that's where the journey started. And, um, Let's just say it's been a journey. It's been a process through high school, through college, um, and then as an adult. And I've definitely kind of how some people say, like they kind of yoga, yo-yo, go back and forth. Mm-hmm. 
I have experienced all of that. I've tried probably half the diet somebody could think <laughs> of. Um, it, I, I've tried so many different things, which I'm I'm happy to say that, and it's truly a part of my testimony. But yeah, that's that's where the journey started for me. Then dance carried me through high school and college, and believe it or not, I got to college and I needed to lose some more weight because I picked up some more weight in high school, um, got to college and need to lose some more weight. And I also realized I had to run two miles in 18 minutes. And I thought, Ooh, who, who, who's going to do that? <laughs> like, I've never done that before. And you want me to do what? And so I thought, okay, how, how am I going to make this happen? How am I going to get in shape? I did this for middle school when it was time to do it. And high school, I, you know, did really well. And I had accomplished these goals with drill team where I became mm. the captain in middle school, became the captain in high school. Okay. Now you want to do it on the collegiate level. It was like, you got to take it up to the next level. And we're talking Jackson state university, Prince and Jay says like, I can't shortcut this. <laughs> so that's where I really started going to the gym mm. because beforehand I could go to the track, you know, you're younger, you can just do this. But I started going to the gym and I was like, wow, like people really are in here. Like, toning and getting in shape and that's why I really wanted to do that because I knew the uniforms that we had to wear and I knew how I wanted to look and feel in those uniforms well now you graduate and a lot of people don't realize when you do something for four years of your life Mm -hmm. and then think about all the prep so from high school and middle school the prep to go into it then that's when I realized okay what do I do after this? What do I do after college? So while I was in college, we had a trainer. Uh, we called him Major Payne. And he would come and train us for dancing. And I remember telling him, I have fun when you come and train us. So how can I, how can I do this, what you're doing? And he was actually the one to introduce me into um, group fitness certification. And mm-hmm. so I would work out with him. I got certified through the YMCA in Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, after getting certified, he would let me teach classes with him. And I'm telling you, this was a big deal for me to be able to teach group fitness classes mm-hmm. with him. And I'm thinking how he would just like have me going and making me sweat. So after that, that's what carried me through. And when I moved um, to Texas and came to Fort Worth, Texas, then Ever since then, that's been my way of staying in shape and just staying healthy and true to myself. So when you say group fitness, do you mean like aerobics? Yes, we did aerobics and we would do uh, from boot camp style classes Mm. to step aerobics, but we just called it group fitness Fitness. because again, it would kind of change, but that's exactly it. It's aerobics. Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So I read on your uh, website that a foot injury brought you to yoga. What happened? Oh my gosh. Okay. So it was totally my fault. So I am not throwing anyone under the bus. As a matter of fact, I'm an advocate for it. But at the time, well, I should tell on myself now, I like to do too much stuff. So let's just say that. But I was doing the dance ministry at church and we would dance with no shoes on. I'm also a runner. So I've been training for marathons. So I'm running. Um, and then sometimes I would run on a concrete surface. And then I started trying Camp Gladiator. Again, not I'm not blaming Camp Gladiator because it's not their fault. So I would say if you want to know more about it, go check them out. They are great, too. But doing all three of those and Camp Gladiator, where I would go was on 
concrete. So doing all three of those and dancing at the church on a hard surface with no shoes on, I started to realize, man, my foot, my foot is hurting. Like something is not right. I love wearing heels and I couldn't make it in my heels anymore. And I'm talking, I was able to walk and strut in these heels. Like something is not right. And just like most people, I hate going to the doctor because it makes me feel like something's wrong. Now I'm going to be down. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, we're getting ready for a dance reunion for college. And I go, I have to go and check it out just to make sure I'm okay. And I get to the doctor and they go, yeah, so we're, we're going to need you to put on a boot and not put pressure on that foot and work out and run. And I cried. I was like, I don't know what you're about to tell me right now, but I can't, I can't do this. So if you dance and run, it's very common for dancers and runners. And then especially if you're on a hard surface, it's your sesamoid bone. So it's right underneath the ball of your foot. And basically I'd inflame the area around um, that, that part of my foot. And then I still don't know, because at one point I was told that I just kind of twisted the bone a little bit. Then I was told maybe it was fractured. All I knew was that I had to wear a boot and I wasn't supposed to do any of this. And I thought, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, that's my way to sweat. That's my way to relieve stress. That is one area of my life that I get to control without the other outside factors just kind of taking over. And here's an outside factor. I mean, it's internal, right? It's my body, but here's a factor that's stopping me. So I thought, what can I do? How how am I supposed to break a sweat? I can't run. I can't dance. And at the time, I really wasn't cycling. Believe it or not, I wasn't cycling. So I thought, I don't know what to do. And uh, one of my friends has mentioned, why don't you try hot yoga? And if I'm honest, I said, it's going to stink in there. It's probably going to smell like like sweaty people. I said, if somebody drips sweat on my mat, I'm about to lose it. And she's like, no, I'm telling you, just come and just try it. And I went to hot yoga and I had one session before going to the doctor about my foot. Mm -hmm. And in that one session, I was able to sweat. And I thought, you know what? This is pretty nice. So after going to the doctor, after crying, literally in there with the doctor, I did tell the doctor, well, I'm still going to dance, but I'll cut out everything else and I'll stop (laughs) that. But I was going to dance for that reunion regardless. So I remembered, just go to hot yoga. Mm -hmm. And so whereas people were wearing yoga clothes, I would go in sweats and long sleeve shirts because I thought if nothing else, I'm going to make sure that I get this sweat in. But um, I want to say that while um, at the time it was called Yoga Project and they had Mm -hmm. a studio and they are now fully virtual, but Yoga Project and that studio, I just want to say Stacy and Dave Dawkins allowed me to come in and practice with my boot on and (laughs) to help me feel a little even. They would let me wear one sneaker because you know, you take your shoes off mm-hmm. in yoga. And I said, can I just keep this sneaker on? Because if not this boot, the boot is going to feel this high. And, <laughs> you know, and they said, do whatever is going to make you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Just come in. And they understood it. And that's how most people got to know me was a girl in the boot and the orange <laughs> sneaker. And yoga. And hot yeah. yoga. Hot yoga. <laughs> <laughs> So you have started a, a business, I guess, um, called Connective Souls, where you do virtual and in-person yoga classes. 
Um, let's talk about that. Like, what's the purpose? How did you come up with the concept? Yes, thank you for that. Um, Connective Souls, definitely. Right now, I'm like, that's my heart and soul right now. But yes, I started Connective Souls because training um, and going to the yoga project, I just knew I fell in love with hot yoga instantly. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was a way for me to move and then start to connect and become more aware within myself. And it wasn't something like this overnight shift. It was where I started to see the growth over time and how yoga was impacting me, giving me so much grace for myself and just me taking the time to calm down and settle down. I mean, I would go to 60 minute, 75 minute classes and put my phone away and not even look at my phone. And I'm like, I could totally do this. And then after that time, you go back out into what I would call the real world. Mm -hmm. So pandemic hit. I just get certified. I mean, I'm trying to see. I don't even think it was two weeks. No, it wasn't a full two weeks. It was five days. I completed my certification five days before the pandemic. I already knew that I wanted to apply for a position at the yoga project to the point where I sent an email on my birthday, which is March 12th, 2020. Mm -hmm. I sent an email to yoga project because that was a part of my birthday. And I said, hey, um, I want to let you all know that I want to be an instructor you know, what does it take? What do I need to do? March 13th, the world shuts down. That was a Friday. I'm not going to forget it. It shuts down. And Yoga Project, um, like I said, they are fully virtual now, but for their physical studios, they decided to close. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I don't know what to do. Like, that's, that's where I went. That's where I connected. That's where I knew that was home for me. And I had so many friends there. And to the point where when they said they were closing for about a week, I, I was really like hurt. I'll say that I was hurt. I understood why they needed to, but I was like, what, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? And I remember that sometimes you just have to be that person who you need. Mm -hmm. And so again, they're virtual and I love it. And I still practice with them today. But then uh, one of the things that I was really passionate about too, was just introducing yoga to the black community. And I thought, well, here's my chance. Here's my opportunity to go ahead and start it. And it was very uncomfortable to say, I'm really about to try this. I'm really about to start virtual yoga because I'm used to going to the studio. I'm mm -hmm. used to being inside. Um, and I have another friend and she and I were talking and we thought, okay, we're going to do some type of movement. And that's literally how it started. We were like, we just need to move. Mm -hmm. So let's just get a Facebook group together. And we're like, what are we going to call it? I really don't know. But let's just get this group together. And once we get this group together, we'll just move. So we started out with a group and we were trying to think of a name. We opened this Facebook group and we kept going back and forth. And she was like some type of way where it's like just bringing all these different people together. And I was like, well, we're talking about connectivity. It's all different types of souls. I was like, what about connective souls? And instantly we were both like, that's it. Aww. So we started out giving free classes. Mm -hmm. I'm doing free yoga. I'm doing free strength training. She's doing free bar classes. And we were trying to figure out by this time I am teaching cycling. We were trying to figure out how to work in cycling, but we couldn't really figure that part out because at the time, neither one of us had bikes yet. Mm -hmm. So we started Connective Souls and we're realizing first couple of months, it was great. And people were actually doing this pandemic. They're virtual. They want to move. 
then people started kind of dropping off. Absolutely mm-hmm. free classes, but life was just taking a different shift for a lot of people. They're making some moves that they've never had to make before, some decisions, and we just didn't see that big of a crowd anymore. And um, my friend decided, you know what, I want to go in a different direction. She was like, right now, it just doesn't really seem to serve me. She said, but you need to keep going. Yeah. And I'm thinking, so you're just going to leave me out here by myself and tell me to keep going. What? And she was like, you, you need to keep going. She said, take connected souls and you go. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of like getting a little emotional now because it's like sometimes people see it and they can see it in you and you're not sure. And once she said that, I said, are you sure? She said, it's yours. You need to do this. Go. So I dropped the strength training because as much as I do love strength training, I thought I really wanted to focus on yoga. I really want to keep introducing it to the black community. And I thought this is it. And this is where I started. So Connected Souls kind of grew from there into (laughs) that's where I thought I'm going to make it my own. And that's where I am now with it. And that, and that really is, it is I want people to feel what I felt in yoga, not that you feel exactly how I felt, but I want it to click for you. I want you to realize how you get to use it and make it your own. So whether that's five minutes, 15 minutes, maybe that's 75 minutes, but that time is for you to be so aware and connected with yourself that you learn to accept yourself for each moment, each session. Because today I can feel very strong and I can balance in all these poses. But tomorrow I could literally laugh at myself because I can't hold one knee up in the air without falling over. And then by that third day, I don't know, I may get to my mat and just start bawling. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying, but apparently it was a lot pent up in me. And then who knows what I feel by the fourth day. And it's all good. And so I use that to even talk about your body. Your body's different. Sometimes we don't account for the different elements and humidity. Do we have enough water in our body? It may be too hot. It may be too cold. But instead, we'll start to blame these different things like, oh, I'm just old. Oh, I've lost it. Oh, this is my bad side. Is it really bad or is just one <laughs> side a little different than the other? So it's that and learning how to accept yourself and have grace for yourself. And that is my sole purpose with Connected Souls is I really want you to own it. I really want you to feel good about it and then realize that you're not in this by yourself. And that's what brings all of us beautiful souls together. Oh, I love it. Listen, you took up rent in my head because those are the very conversations that I have. Yes, <laughs> I yes. haven't tried yoga with you yet because it just always seems like I know on Saturdays when you do it, I'm training, but I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to try it. Yes. And then I'm like, oh, I, I know we'll talk about that later, but I know the <laughs> inflexibility part and I'm like, oh. Don't but worry I, about I'm, that. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. Because did you know? I never said how flexible you need to be, and I never <laughs> even mentioned it. But you are already thinking about, <laughs> oh no, and that's what we do. I do it to myself too. But I'm like, I never mentioned any of that because yeah. we—that's not what we're focused on. So okay. come on, when you're ready. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go back a, a little bit. What's the process of becoming a certified yoga instructor? Yes. So Is it hard. You know, it's, um, I'll say it's intense. And Mm -hmm. to me, it was much needed. Now, it's different ways to become a yoga instructor Mm -hmm. where um, I didn't do extensive research because I already knew that, um, like I said, I was at Yoga Project. I already Mm -hmm. knew that I wanted to get certified through Stacey and Dave's certification program. But I have heard that you can get certified like 
a lot faster, maybe mm-hmm. a day or two. And I think it's a little easier. I don't know what tools, I don't know what training you get. I don't, I'm not sure how their, the other processes work. There may be some that are even longer. What I did was two weeks, um, mm-hmm. a full seven days. And we, we had a week in November and then we turned around and had a week in March. So again, I'm sure there are some programs where you can go longer, maybe somewhere you go a week or so. But what I did was my 200 hour certification. So we have it in different hours. And when Mm -hmm. you take your certification, then um, that's the amount of time that you feel. And they have somewhere now I can continue training um, and I can continue to go on with that. Maybe I do some smaller trainings that focus on a specific area, or Mm -hmm. maybe I want to upgrade to my 500 level and go on and do more extensive training. So, but what I did um, in having that those two weeks and knowing mm-hmm. that there was a week in November and a week in March. Um, and at the time, Stacy and Dave also offered training that would go um, like to different places like Bali, uh, mm. Costa Rica. Oh, okay. I'm so mad at myself because I did not sign up for those. And now look at where we are. So a lesson to everybody, when you see it, just take it, whatever opportunity <laughs> that is. But we would go to the studio for those seven days. So I took off from my day job. Mm-hmm. Go into the studio for those seven days. And we would start about, I think we started about 7.30 in the morning and we would go to about 4.30. And that sounds like a, a full work day. And trust yeah. me, it, it was a full day and you would get an hour for lunch. But what you get within that day, um, such rich conversation. I told them, I was like, I think I had more counseling out of this certification than I did anything. And it wasn't anybody trying to counsel me. They would just ask these questions. We would read different books, passages, and it made you answer the questions yourself. Mm -hmm. So really, you're just realizing what you have in you and learning, okay, before you say this is bad, is this something you want to improve or work upon? Before you say it's good, why is it? Why does this serve you? Like, why is this good? And then why, like, just bringing it all full circle. What do you want? What do you want to put out in the universe? Just who do you want to be? And knowing that that can change and knowing that these are your morals, your values, your principles, because when you are pouring into other people as an instructor, it's not saying necessarily what's on the inside is going to come out. Mm -hmm. But I mean, a lot of times you're also aware too. So that's where it starts for me is being aware of what's on the inside, especially for that particular day, whether that's good or bad. Am I going to use that in class? If it's not so good, how am I going to work around that and then still have this class and I'm still feeding and serving them? So going through that certification was so much more than the physical, but we did have yoga sessions every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're there and you're realizing too, that you're also learning the technique and they're working with you hands on, uh, it may sound like a lot, but you started to appreciate those yoga sessions because then now you're getting to apply it real time. So you had that first week in November, that second week in the month of March, and they would kind of give you that time in between. Some people would go, they would offer some trainings where you can go that full two weeks back to back and just go straight through. But I love the variety of it. And so that was the way that I chose to go. But there are so many different ways. And I tell people, choose what's going to benefit mm-hmm. you. 
the best way that you learn and what's going to fit your lifestyle. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. A couple more questions about yoga specifically, or I guess generally. You talked about hot yoga. What exactly is hot yoga (laughs) and what are some other forms of yoga? Yes. So three that you talk, that you teach like vinyasa, restorative yoga and slow flow. So yes, what are the differences and what do they do? Yeah, thank you. Um, So I'll start with the hot yoga part. It's so funny because (laughs) hot yoga, I thought it's just going to feel like being here in Texas and you walk outside and you feel like a hot blow dryer. Like that's what I thought uh, Mm. when I walked in, it's going to feel that way. And I've heard there are some studios that would get like well over a hundred degrees inside. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're still moving. (laughs) Tracy said, that's nope, that's not going to work. But uh, for what we would do is they would have a humidifier and the humidifier. I know. And look, you, did you think about your hair? Is that what you automatically? <laughs> just sweating. And I'm, uh, uh. That's it. And you would, like you would walk in. Wet water. That's what humidity feels like to me. See, and I, maybe it's my <laughs> Mississippi roots. I was, I walked in and I was like, oh yeah, this is for me. Like it feels really? good. Yes. Cause you would go from the AC in their lobby area, which was mm-hmm. nice and cool. Then you walk in and it wasn't overwhelming. So it wasn't okay. just this dry heat where you just feel like, like outside, but mm-hmm. it was like enough moisture in the air too. And I know mm-hmm. you're probably like, what? Like the windows were sweat. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good session today. And we would be in there. And sometimes the room would probably get up to maybe um, 90, 95 or so. You, you, I know you're looking like I'm never doing this. You would get used to it though, to the point where if it dropped down in the 80s, we would go, it's like, it's not hot enough in here. Like, is something wrong? <laughs> and I laughed because I never thought I would be that person. But you just realize, like, you're, um, for me, let me say that, my mm-hmm. muscles would respond in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so that when I'm in there and I'm feeling like a little more warm, it's kind of like how people have to do a warm up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I could just go in and I could feel it and just sitting there. Sometimes I would start to sweat just sitting there. And by the time we start to move, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Remember that, that statement when I said, if somebody's sweat drips on my mat, <laughs> I'm about done. Let's just say it's, it's definitely happened a few times and I've dripped on somebody else's mat and I survived. Wasn't my favorite thing to do, but you <laughs> you just, you get used to it, but there was enough space where we get uh, kind of spread out. So you get accustomed to it to the point where now I really try to practice outside to simulate that heat. In the winter time, you can probably imagine um, I, I miss it a lot more. So I may layer up a little bit more and then maybe turn the heat up, but it's not the same as hot yoga. So hot yoga, though, is just talking about where you are, like Mm -hmm. as far as the studio, the room and how does it feel? Now you can do um, as far as like when you mentioned vinyasa or restorative or slow flow, they also have yin. They have several different forms of yoga and it's still a lot more for me to learn about. Okay. But these are just happen to be the ones that I'm the most familiar with. And so vinyasa is more so talking about your flow and arrangement of poses. And it usually includes some sun salutations and salutations. Not everyone may know what they're called, but 
usually is found in a vinyasa class. And that's usually where you would like come and stand up in your mountain pose. And then you would get like down on the floor and you're like low push up. And then what we call our upward dog. Then you go back to your downward dog, come to the front of your mat and like start over again. So most people are just used to seeing that Mm -hmm. and they never really knew what it was called. But in your vinyasa, I mean, you have so it's just all about how you like to arrange Mm. your poses. That has to be my favorite because I get to have fun. And then yoga is just a lot of functional movement so that when you're in a warrior one pose and you're holding it with strength. Well, a warrior one pose in everyday life is like a lunge and your back Mm. leg is straight. You come to a crescent lunge and if you go down and up, well, it's like doing one leg lunges and you know one foot is in the front one is in the back and so a lot of times like even just reaching up over your head and I love this because my yoga instructor would say this she's like have you ever thought about sitting on the sofa and you have to reach back for something she said and some people go oh I pulled something she's like it's just functional movement and maybe they just haven't worked those muscles before Mm -hmm. and I thought that's all we're doing in yoga so that's why I love vinyasa and the amount of time can range anywhere from whatever that instructor set. So I typically will do 30 minutes, 60 minutes. Um, I love the 75 minutes, but hey, it may be 15 minutes. Who knows? It may be five if somebody can get it in. So when you go to restorative yoga, restorative yoga is a lot um, slower and you're going to hold the poses for longer. And then instead of holding those poses and you may find that you are really engaging to hold those poses and maybe squeezing your muscles or squeezing your lower bottle or really reaching your arms out and restorative you Mm -hmm. may get to a pose and then allow yourself to be a little more passive and then as you're breathing you go a little deeper in the pose so for instance if you were just and I'm just using this as an example if you were standing up and you just did a forward fold And then it's standing in that forward fold, you may go, man, I can't reach my toes. Mm -hmm. But if you stand there and then maybe you have a bend in your knees and you're breathing, and then Mm -hmm. as you're breathing, you just allow the weight of your body to just get heavy, a little more passive. You may find that maybe you get a little closer to touching your toes. toes. Yes. But in restorative, there's some of my classes where we never get off the floor. We never stand up. It's Mm -hmm. all seated. And I like to tell people if you're first time, um, yogi and you really want to try it and that way you can kind of follow a little bit more try restorative and very relaxing music is usually relaxing if I have any music playing and um, I like to do it in the evenings in hopes of it giving you a better night of sleep mm-hmm. and slow flow it's kind of that mix between restorative and vinyasa we're mm-hmm. going to move a lot slower and vinyasa I mean we can pack in some movement and we can cover some ground just depending on the day. But in slow flow, ah, have you ever tried to just hold that low push up for a few more breaths? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be so basic and slow flow. But when you're doing it, that's where you start to realize just holding your body weight. You don't need all these extra weights and pushing anything. Can you just hold yourself? <laughs> so that's slow flow. And uh, I really enjoy it because it really is very, I like it because it can be very basic and simple, but far more effective than using momentum mm-hmm. to move a little faster and work up a sweat and go, oh, I did that. Or again, man, you, you'd be surprised how much you start to sweat just holding a, a plank. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. I love it. Okay. You talked about this a little bit, but maybe give some other benefits besides the physical. What are the benefits of yoga? Why should people actually participate other yeah. than sweating? <laughs> I love that. Yes, because you're right. You you may or may not get a sweat in that particular mm-hmm. session, but um for me, it really is far more awareness. Mm-hmm. And I say that and it goes beyond and that is the root of a lot of yoga teaching, even just being aware of all of your senses. I mean, you could spend an entire class just talking about your awareness with your sight alone. And what mm-hmm. do you see if you close your eyes, especially if you're outside? Uh, I had a session outside today and closing your eyes and then just simply opening your eyes again. It's like, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, you kind of blink a little bit mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, wow, I see it a little different or mm-hmm. versus if you're looking straight ahead. But then if you just simply come down to your mat and you look up to the sky, like when's the last time you really just laid down and you looked up at the sky? Mm-hmm. Like we just don't do these things very often. So it really is talking about your awareness. Like you said, beyond the physical on the inside, um, you can easily um, start the class with the meditation. And what do you hear? If you shut down your eyes or if you didn't focus on any of your other senses, like what do you, what do you hear? Do we really notice what we hear? Or if I say, can you hear the birds? You may have mm-hmm. heard five other things and you go, oh, there are birds mm-hmm. out there. So then use all of that and think about yourself. We are so on the go throughout the day. We get hit with so much information, mm-hmm. whether it's our phones, it's um, social media, it's going to work. I know sometimes as soon as I hit work, it's like emails and everything starts going. Do we really process how we feel and wh- how does it make us feel? What do we do with that? So I think a lot of times for me, that's it. Even thinking of holding those balance poses, I like to know man, I started to get a little warm sensation. And I'm like, mm-hmm. did I really get anxious about? just simply holding one knee up in the air and thinking I'm going to fall over. Well, what was my first reaction? Did I start waving my arms or did I go, just breathe. You'll be fine. Calm down. So translate that into just your emotional side and throughout the day and how things change so fast throughout the day or take it day to day, week to week. And I like to tell everybody, think in those moments so that when you have a full session and think about those moments within that session, Because at one point you were struggling, your legs were shaking, you weren't sure you were going to make it. Then by the time you get to that mat and you're laying down on your mat, you're like, that was so worth it. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's more of the inner work that you Mm -hmm. get to do. The physical work, it really does help you though. It does. It bothers me so bad when I hear people go, oh, I'm just getting old. Mm -hmm. Oh, this just doesn't work anymore. Oh, I lost my flexibility. Maybe your range of motion is limited, but why? And I love to share with people, well, shucks, I went and got a massage the other day. And he he told me, yeah, I think you could work on your shoulder mobility a little bit more. I thought it was great. Like, please (laughs) work on it. But then, I mean, it's just feedback, right? It's just awareness. And now that he said that, that's what I've been focusing Mm -hmm. on. and And that's what I'm going to work to improve for myself. Not because he said I had to be here. He never told me where I had to be. So yoga is like that. What, what do you want? How do you make it your own? What makes you feel good? And what does it even mean to feel good? Mm-hmm. Is it just different? Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it good? Is it bad? If you remove those labels and you just took it as it's just different, 
how much better would you feel about yourself? How much more acceptance would you have with yourself? How much more love and self-care would you give yourself in knowing that it's just different? And tomorrow it could be totally different. Like that's it. It's just different. I love it. So I'm going to go back to a point you made uh, when you talked about starting connective stoles and wanting to bring yoga to the black community, because you typically don't see us in those spaces. I think here recently, you, especially with the, the more we use social media, you see more stuff on YouTube and Instagram, trap yoga and stuff like that. But typically it's not us, (laughs) which I have my own opinions about. I want to know why do you think more black people don't participate in yoga? Yes. And, and like you said, you have your own opinions, Tracy, by all means. I'm like, if you want to have that discussion here or later, whatever, I'd love to hear your opinions too. <laughs> well, because- I'll tell you now, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure. I really think black people think that yoga, even though yoga is internal work and it is spiritual, we are culturally most often Christians. And we think yoga is replacing our spirituality or our Christianity. So it's like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> Like you trying to replace <laughs> Jesus with yoga, and it's like no. <laughs> so I think that, and then I think sometimes it's location. You know, it's not offered in our communities, and maybe expense because it can be expensive. So if they can't find ways to, not that all black people can't afford it, but if you're trying to make it a mass thing, then cost will be one of the limiting factors. And just in my opinion, I haven't talked to anybody, no research, just me sitting up thinking, you know, why don't we do yoga, especially because have you seen that? Uh, not Carlton Banks video where he's doing like the old lady in the uh trying to get up out the chair. <laughs> I have not, but I love him. So now I'm gonna have to go watch I'm, this. I, I will send it to you because I shared it like two or three times because I'm like, I know that feeling because I've seen it and I've I've done those moves. But it's like maybe if we had had those resources or tools for our elders then they could be stretching and be more mobile and not have to be in pain when they get older like that. So that's just what I thought. But I was like, I wonder what she thinks about, you know, why, you know, have people said things to you or, you know, just what's your experience as to maybe why black people aren't as exposed. Yes. No, I, you know, that's why I'm so happy. And this is why I love talking about, I love having that conversation because I would have missed that point. And you are so Right. And I'm going to start there because that's where, where you, where you left off. I actually had a friend to say that to me once before. And she said, I will never do yoga. And I said, Mm -hmm. well, why? And she said, because it worships the devil. And I make people laugh because I thought, well, I I don't think about the devil when I do that lunge. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think about the devil when I do that pushup. Now I might say this is the devil, but (laughs) it's because it, it might kick my butt, but you know, in other words, I'm not, And some people think we're chanting. Some people Mm -hmm. think that we are. And I go, well, I don't know where the poses became worshiping an idol or the devil. There may be some sessions where people choose to do that. And if so, I always tell people that's their session. They get to Mm -hmm. choose if they want to um, worship an idol, whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. I don't get to tell anybody what they do because they don't get to tell me what I do. 
Mm-hmm. But I can tell you mm-hmm. with these poses that mm-hmm. I'm doing, I'm like, if that's the case, I better not go to the gym either because I literally just went from a high push up to a low push up five times. And because I went slow and I kept my arms beside my side, like beside my body, then that's why we are calling this a chaturanga. Like there was nothing different than me going to the gym and doing that same push up. And I'm like the music, if I choose to have music, I get to do my own playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't have music, like today we're outside, I'm listening to nature. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I don't know where, where that is. Now I have prayed during a whole session mm-hmm. before. Cause I got to that session. And I thought, God, I can't even clear my mind today. So I'm going to listen to this instructor and move, but I'm talking to God the whole time. Mm-hmm. I've seen someone flow next to me and she had a scripture on a sticky note. And I said, Oh, that's really such a good idea. She said, and this is my time. She said, this is my time with God every single session. She said, so sometimes I use the same um, scripture. Sometimes mm-hmm. I switch it up. And I thought, man, I said, well, now she looks, she's more saved than me. And she didn't look like <laughs> me. Cause I thought, well, now I don't come in here with scriptures like while I'm flowing. Sometimes I just want to flow and go, like you said, that trap music, that's what's in my head. But it, it's like you get to decide, you get to choose. So you're absolutely right. Um, there A lot of Black people feel like it is just against uh, religion. And I'm like, have you done the research to understand mm-hmm. that? Have you even given it a try? Have you talked to someone like me or another Black whether it's a yogi or yoga instructor to really hear us out and understand it. Like, I I don't think we always understand that. So Mm. we're so quick, like you said, to replace it or write it off because we're like, nope, that's, that can't replace our Jesus. But then I'm like, well, now I'm, I'm not judging by any means, but if I look at some other areas, including myself, I'm sure Jesus want me to cut out a few more other things if that's the case. So I'm not going to say that to everybody, but you know, it's just a thought process. And then I think to exposure, mm-hmm. black people are not exposed to yoga. I don't recall my mom doing yoga while I was growing up. But when she told me she did yoga too, I was like, see, I love this woman. I mean, yeah, she gave me life, but I love this woman because I could say that my mom has always been that person to try whatever you want to try, do whatever you want to do. Like if you, if you see it and you want to go for it, let's figure it out. So yoga, um, I being a dancer, I wish, I wish more of our kids, um, boys and girls were exposed to yoga to understand their bodies, especially growing up. So you mm-hmm. talked about that too, with our elders, um, think about those kids and those babies and the flexibility that they have and they mm-hmm. play and they explore with it. And then we, as adults, we praise them for it, but we don't give them the right tools to keep it. Right. And so then we've lost it. And then a lot of times they grow to lose it. And then we'll say things like, well, she used to be able to do the splits, but now, and I'm like, well, just automatic. There's no effort. They're just like, "Uh, that's it. (laughs) That's it. Just do it. Like nothing. (laughs) And we do that. You could do the splits in yoga. You could do the squat and you're like, you can do all of that. And I've noticed too, I did being a dancer. I was able to do the splits easily. Mm. Well, I got to the point where I couldn't do them. And I thought, oh no, oh no, I, I like something's wrong. I got to work on this. It took me a lot more time <laughs> to build back into it, but I got back to being able to do the splits. Just mm-hmm. 
little, little awareness, a lot mm -hmm. of patience and grace with myself, but I got back to it. So then when people are like, oh, I can never, I'm like, but have you tried? Mm -hmm. And so that to me is the other part with, uh, within our community is we're not exposed to it. We could be exposed to it a lot younger, but then sometimes too, when we're not exposed to it and we get older, we, I don't know why we limit ourselves, but we seem to think, oh, I can never do that. And I think, um, slowing down scares some people mm -hmm. slowing down coming to yoga I think it really scares some people because you can't go in and push the heavy weight you can't go and take a sprint and then some people will say I'm just and you mentioned your flexibility and some people go oh, I'm not flexible enough for that and I thought nobody said you had to be flexible to do this now it may slow you down you may find that there's some areas where you're <laughs> like oh this is a little tougher but some people, and I think some of our black men are a little nervous about that too, because it's like, well, how am I going to get the workout in? Like, you're just going to basically show me that I'm not what they like to say, flexible. Mm -hmm. Where's my workout? And so then when I have some men that'll come, my nephew, he practiced with me this morning, my oldest nephew, and I'm talking baseball player, do play football. And he practiced with me. And I love one of the first things he said, he said, whew. I got to work on that yoga. And I was like, <laughs> yes, that's where I want you to be. Because again, just knowing your own body weight and to hold it. So I really just want to expose our community to it, to know that we are welcome in yoga. We mm -hmm. do have a seat at the table. Um, we do have an opportunity and there's a whole movement. We're just not all, um, when I say working together, it's just not as known, but there's a whole movement to not only get black men in yoga, but to also get them to become instructors because we know our black men have mm -hmm. a tremendous amount of stress, concern and worry. And sometimes they just need a place to go without feeling like you're weak or you're not, um, adequate mm -hmm. you know you don't belong and so then when they can get together and they can practice or flow with yoga wow like they yeah. have a place where they go and like I said sometimes you get a little emotional on your mat because you've just taken the time to slow down mm -hmm. and so then I noticed too um during 2020 with George Floyd um I don't remember exactly where it was but I saw this beautiful picture of it was mostly black people and there were some allies and they were doing yoga in the street and they were like, right now we're just going through all these protests. So a yoga instructor held a session out in the street. And I thought that's what you need because mm -hmm. it's one thing. And I've, I've learned to become far more vocal and be an advocate too. But then sometimes that stuff is just, it's heavy. Mm -hmm. So what do I do with that? To just breathe through it, to kind of lighten my load. I know that the real world, like I love to say the real world is always there, but mm -hmm. just right here in this moment, I just need some self-care. So that's what I'm hoping for. But thank you for kicking it off with that, Tracy, because I'm telling you, I would have forgotten that element. And that is a huge part of the discussion. So, yeah, yeah I love it. I um, I go to Zumba and um, the girl I go to Zumba to, she offers different other instructors opportunities. And every fourth Sunday, they this was pre-pandemic, they would do gospel yoga. And I would go to that. And listen, true enough, <laughs> I, some of them poses like, listen. I'm going to do it the best way that I can. <laughs> it wasn't exactly bad. like they did it, but I tried it. But it was more of, you know, centering God, you know, relaxing. Even my goal was to help me be more flexible. 
I, I did not accomplish that, but (laughs) you know, I tried my thing is, you know, let me just try it and see what it's like. And it was, it was actually like you, you said, sometimes you just lay there and you're just like, open your eyes or just relax or listen mm-hmm. and the lady she was so calm and sweet mm-hmm. and I'm like you know what this isn't bad so I hope they bring yeah. that back I'll try again I'm, I'm just trying to age so that when I'm older I can take care of myself that's <laughs> all and I want I want to touch on something you said here that a couple of things you said when you said even that age and take care of yourself that's that's the part the functional mm-hmm. movement part mm-hmm. where you lose that over time mm-hmm. simply because you didn't you didn't think to do it right. you didn't have to do it when you have kids and you pick up those babies I tell my sister I'm like I don't I don't have kids so look I'm telling her she's looking back at me like well you, you better create them but I'm like we don't have a baby right now that we get to pick up and put on the hip so mm-hmm. I don't have that pickup mm-hmm. You know, where I do that, where I squat down and I mm-hmm. bend my knees to pick up this kid and pick him up. So now I need to work on that. Just that squat down. Even today, I talked about, do you flop down on the couch? Oh, mm-hmm. that would drive my mom nuts. She would go, you just flop down. You didn't sit down. I'm like, oh, you're right. So that when you do chair pose and you mm-hmm. sit, you stand up and then you sit down and you come back up in yoga, you realize, you know what? I noticed the difference between a flop and when and I get sit. to this. Yes, you mm-hmm. notice that. But even saying that about um, the gospel yoga, oh, I love it. That's you, you paint the picture like yoga is this blank canvas and you get to paint the picture with it. Now, again, some yoga sessions you go to, mm-hmm. that instructor is the one mm-hmm. painting that canvas. But some of them, they don't, they don't want you to go outside of that. I've been to a, yoga, a different yoga studio when I had on that boot and that sneaker and I traveled, I went to a different yoga studio and they told me, no, you can't come in here. Like, this is very sacred. And I thought, lady, I'm trying to move with this boot on and this sneaker. And you you telling me you can't just clean this floor after that? I'm, I'm thinking, this Lysol, my shoe, like, what do we need? <laughs> but that wasn't her format. I had to respect that. I had to respectfully leave because mm-hmm. she would not allow me to. That's okay. That's her. But mm-hmm. I never want anybody to feel like that because do we not say come as you are? And I'm not making this like the church by any means, right. but it's just, that was what I had. That that was mm-hmm. the best I was working with. So now if you turn that into, like you said, and some people talking about religion, well, how many times I'm, I'm talking about Nikila here. So nobody else, I could say, okay, I'm going to say these prayers and I'm going to get in the bed and I'm going to say these prayers. I, I don't know if I made it through a paragraph of that prayer before I was asleep. Like, oh, you know, but then you could <laughs> focus for 45 minutes, 60 minutes, 75 minutes. And I'm like, looking at that lady, that's what mm-hmm. I was like, she 60 minutes. She's going to focus on this scripture. Oh, I was like, that's I don't you know, Yes. That's and I'm powerful. thinking, I'm not spending that much time, mm-hmm. but I may say, oh God, please help me, save me. And then I go about my business, mm-hmm. you know? And so you make it what you want. Some people can't quiet down their mind during that time. And over time, they learn how to do that. Some people have a problem that they don't have any other time to figure out than within that yoga session, because now you get to focus. What Mm -hmm. is your focus? What is your intention? And then when you said, I'm going to do it and make it my own, that's yoga. I tell people you may, and I told them today, you may out here on this mat today, you may feel like you need to just Lay down on your back the whole time. Lay down. Mm-hmm. I, the rest of the class is going to go on and move on. I might call five poses and out of that five, you may say, okay, 
I'm I'm not doing that one, but I'll do the next one. Do it. Like, drop all the expression. So many times we feel like we have to smile. We have to laugh. We have to do Mm -hmm. that. I love to looking out at them today. And while I'm talking, I'm smiling. But one person, her face was looking (laughs) like this. The other person, her face was just blank. Like, Mm -hmm. you just get to be. So that's where I say I hope people can find that. And that's what I want to introduce to people with connective souls is this is a space where you get to be. I love it. Okay, we're going to switch gears a little bit, talk about the cycling slash spin. I call it spin because I think some people get confused and they think cycling, which is more outdoors, like the Lance Armstrong type cycling, where spin is indoors. So you teach at the cycle bar, a spin class. So let's talk about that. How did you get into spin? You said you started that after yoga. So what happened? Yes. So I've taken a few classes um, before different gyms, like 24 hour fitness. And um, I think I tried it somewhere else and and it was fun. I I enjoyed it, but I thought, man, that bike seat, I I don't like that bike seat. (laughs) And I thought that was enough of that. And so that was pretty much it. But there was a couple of times where I did like taking it at um, one of the local gyms here. And in taking it, I liked the instructor's music. Her music was really, really good. And I thought, okay, I, you know, I can make it through this bike seat a little bit more. And then she stopped teaching. So I thought, uh, okay, it's not something I have to keep, keep doing. So that same friend who we started with Connective Souls and mm-hmm. she kind of stepped back and she goes, you go with it. We used to work together. And when we worked together in our day-to-day job, we would sit sometimes and talk and talk about, man, you know what would be good? She taught Zumba too at the time. She's like, I'll just go teach my Zumba and I'm going to do this. And I'm like, well, I teach fitness classes. So then I'm just going to go at the time I was doing like step aerobics and camp um, boot camp and different things. I was like, I'm going to teach that full time. So we would just talk mm-hmm. about doing these things. And then we go back to work. Well, eventually she she left. She decided to leave the company and she had an opportunity to go and become a bar and cycling instructor. So mm-hmm. if friend is listening, hey, friend, not going to call your name because I didn't get your permission, but hey, friend. So in doing that, she knows exactly who she is. Mm-hmm. And doing that, um, she called me one day and she was like, hey, we're looking for instructors. Would you like to come over and get trained in teaching indoor cycling? And I mm-hmm. thought, I yes like I was like yeah I'll I'll try it she said I'll tell you what because we're training and before we open our studio and this was a totally different studio before I ever got to um, cycle bar she goes before we train before we open we're training now she says so it would really help if you come ride with us she's like then you get to see what we're going through and then we get to basically practice on you so we would go to a garage and practice and I remember the first time I got there, I said, oh, you're legit. I was like, we're, we're really going to ride this bike in a garage. You're going to practice. She's like, yeah. And she turned on the music and she went through like it was a full class. And I thought, okay. But I remember my back hurting. My butt was hurting. My quads were hurting. And I got off that bike thinking, and I didn't have to talk. She had to talk. And she wants mm-hmm. me to do this. So uh, I thought, just like anything else, I was like, but. I broke a good sweat. I kind of <laughs> like it. Her music was bomb. So I was like, you know what? 
let me try it again. So I said, I'll, I'll, I'll be her student as much as she needs me to do. And I got to see her grow. And as she would talk and the words that she would pour into us, I thought, that's it. Um, my day-to-day job, I don't get to impact people in that mm-hmm. way. I mean, I, I'm doing a great job, but impacting the people like that. And I thought, yeah, let's do it. Because at the time, by then, I was no longer teaching um, any type of aerobics or group fitness mm. or anything. So I was taking classes everywhere. And I would, I've always, I'm, I'm going to forever be a student, but I wasn't really teaching at the time. So I'm trying to think that had to be, gosh, all of 20, maybe 17. I think it was 2017 or so. So a foot is completely healed after this. Now I'm sold on going to the yoga studio, like on a regular basis. So once she said that with cycling, and I thought this will also give me an alternative to running, because even though my foot is healed, I'm still just nervous about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I go to her and finally, she goes, let's start training you. And by now I'm used to the bike seat. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, we can start this. And I remember telling her, I kept saying, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it, you know, Trace is probably laughing because she's like, but you say so much. Right. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It's very <laughs> motivational. Like, yeah. You know, I go in, I feel down. I come out. I feel a little bit better, a little stronger. I'm like, all right, then. That is it. And to think, I literally, t- I said, I don't know what to say. And she said, get on the bike move your legs she was like and say what you feel she was like if you need to you could talk to yourself so she trained me and uh cycling is and for that company we were working for at the time she went on to become one of their master instructors which anybody knows just a master of anything I mean mm-hmm. that's that's the best of the best right. so I was like friend you're like a master trainer and she never looked at herself like huh I'm above you master trainer she looked at herself like I'm a master trainer and you're going to be empowered to do your best on this bike. So uh, needless to say, I still talk to her today. But in doing that, that's what I realized was if I just started talking to myself on the bike, that's where the words would come from. And uh, I thought, I don't know where they're going to get. I was like, where did they, where do you get this music from? And then I also thought, I also know what type of music I like. (laughs) Let's just say I was looking out and I was like, "Hmm, I don't think most of these people look like me. Sure enough. No, most of these people don't look like me. But the best thing that I could do is just try to bring myself to the bike Mm -hmm. and and let's see where we're going to go from there. So that's how I got started in teaching (laughs) and teaching indoor cycling. And I'm like, I've just been addicted to it since because I'm like, like anything else, once I find something that I like, I, I tend to stick with it. So. It's pretty fun. I, and you touched on the topic. I'm going to go back to the um, Black people in different spaces because going <laughs> as a student, you know, I found one studio. Actually, I got started and I was telling you this the day we met. Mm-hmm. I was going to Wade to Duncanville, which is 30 minutes from my house. Yes. It's seven o'clock at night because there was a spin uh, indoor cycle class that my friend Tiffany introduced me to and it was predominantly black so the playlist was always fire it was fun it was like okay I'll do it here but I'm not doing it anywhere else and then I met you and I think you were doing a HBCU playlist and I'm like bet I'm there because <laughs> I know the playlist is gonna be fire and 
I'm in there and I think it might have been me and one other black person and we were just like yeah and I'm looking around and I'm like they don't get it I'm like you know y'all don't appreciate this like we do <laughs> you know they were enjoying it but it's just the level like I'm a little like, different different <laughs> so and I was like man and it's not I think, again, like with, with social media, there's this guy going around KTX Studios or something, and he gets like down on the ground, and they be like up and down after seats. So I think that's helping it become more popular. Yes. But that again, that bike seat is the devil. <laughs> but like, I wonder what we could do. Like, what's your opinion mm -hmm. about us being in those spaces? How can we get more people involved to try them? You know, maybe I think one thing might be, I know one thing that scared me was weight. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm too heavy for that. I'm not doing it. I hadn't ridden a bike in a long, you know, cause you think it's gonna be like cycling outdoors and it's totally like you, you're, you're using different muscles outdoors. One, I don't think one is worse than the other. Mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. I cycling I'm gonna control that myself mm -hmm. but I'm doing heels and you know going up and down I'm you know trying to battle with the road so my core is engaged differently versus indoor cycling it's a lot of up and down off the bike you guys incorporate some movements with the hands and mm -hmm. you know I know people are trying peloton and stuff lately but it's like what do we do to yeah. get in these spaces so you can have more students that look like us <laughs> yes yes no I um so I'm gonna tell myself I'm one of those people with that peloton bike too and I say <laughs> that it is not to go against anybody's brand or to make mm -hmm. it competitive I mean I own um all different types of brands of shoes right so mm -hmm. when the pandemic right. hit I was like um I was still I was teaching like I said at a totally different studio mm -hmm. and I'll be honest starting there like I said I had my friend there and she and I were talking and mm -hmm. she would say the same thing. She was like, this place is not diversified enough. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed that I was holding back on my music. I mm -hmm. would still bring myself, but I was holding back quite a bit because I'm like, I, I just don't think they're going to get me. I don't think they're going to understand me. And when I was teaching there, I had the chance to teach two unique rides one mm -hmm. was a birthday ride for friends and she one of my friends she's a Gemini and when I tell you not only were all of her friends black except for like one or two but they were down like they they knew what we were coming to do ride and have a good time I got to do an explicit playlist oh and by the way not saying that this feeds into it but to show you the diversity to it most of them were gay or lesbian. They were not like not a single person was um I'm I'm saying this size, but I'm I'm not this is mm -hmm. not a size to go. Not a single one of them were anywhere near a size two, three, mm -hmm. four, like none of that. And I said, this, yeah, this, this <laughs> class right here, this is about to be it. Because riding with them, getting to play that music it was just so I was like this is what I'm missing in my life and they understood me and their feedback to me throughout class was different like mm -hmm. it was like yeah like a different response to the music now then we would laugh because then a, you know they might let out a cuss word or two because it was like they, they got a little rough like <laughs> you, you asked me to do a lot but that's what I want 
You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if, if I'm not challenging you, I'm not doing my job. So in doing that, then I got to teach a ride for my birthday and teaching that ride for my birthday and playing that list. And then knowing the people that I was talking to and then really getting to just talk to them like I'm talking to you now, like I'm talking to your listeners. Like it was so natural and organic. And I said, I'm missing that. And so I had to do some self-work, right? Why am I holding myself back? Why am I not bringing that? Regardless mm-hmm. of how they respond, why am I not bringing that? And so again, pandemic hit. Um, we weren't able to teach cycling. So that I realized during that time, it was time for me to leave that studio. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not able to give you all my full self. And that's, that's not fair to me or to you all as writers. It was no longer a good fit for mm-hmm. me there nothing against them they can stay there but it just was not it it, everybody didn't have to look like me it just wasn't diversified enough where I can connect Mm -hmm. so then I'm hearing all about this peloton and I'm like you know what it's in the (laughs) pandemic I don't know when I'm gonna get out so I get a peloton I see those instructors on there and by this time I'm talking we we by this time George Floyd is starting to like really the story of George Floyd is really starting to pick up traction. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about right after the video. And then it was like right there where black people were truly saying, we're not okay. And we're not accepting this. Mm -hmm. And I got to see some instructors use their platform and their voices to the point where it brought me to tears on a bike. And I thought, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not supposed to be holding back. Like these people are on here saying, whoever is taking this class, like mm-hmm. this is the real world. So I, my friend, she's so funny. She's like, okay, friend, Psycho Bar, um, they're taking auditions. Like they're taking in new instructors. This is the same friend who told me, hey, you go <laughs> run with it. But I love it because she's like, she was a master trainer like a master instructor and she's like not right now for me she's like but if you want to go somewhere go go check them out mm-hmm. sure enough I checked out cycle bar and audition and I, and I really liked what I felt there I really liked mm-hmm. it and I I had to commit to myself regardless of the writers because you have to think I'm doing this during the pandemic at the time they were doing virtual classes mm-hmm. so I don't know what the writers look like but let's be real. I figured most of the writers are not going to look like me because like you said, black people, we're just not out here riding bikes like that. Like <laughs> we, we're just not. And usually, like you said, it's either um, maybe a black owned studio where mm-hmm. you will find most of us, but we're not. And I say, you know what? I love this enough where they're going to love me or they're going to hate me, but I'm going to go into this one very different. This is my opportunity. And I remember um, they came out of teaching virtual classes while I was training mm-hmm. to the point where I started to go. And so then I'm starting to look at the writers and I'm like, nah, these writers aren't looking like me, but oh, well, okay. so when I hit that podium, they are going to get Nikila. And that's what I did. I mean, from using my voice to the music that I wanted to play to, like you said, bringing an HBCU ride. You got to think some of these writers have no idea what an HBCU, what a historically black college or university is. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like talking about them and talking about why this music is important. They know Beyonce Coachella, but they didn't realize that Beyonce (laughs) took a whole show from what we did in college. And these students are creating these dances in college. Beyonce gave them props. Mm -hmm. But when you're not in that culture, you're just like, oh, my God, Beyonce did an amazing job. 
Beyonce just told you that this came from kids, students. 18, 19-year-old. Like, they're writing music, and they're creating the dances. And some of them with these uniforms, they're creating Mm -hmm. uniforms. Uniforms. And I'm like, Beyonce out here paying people to do that and hiring them, thank God. But I'm like, come on. So I'm like, I'm bringing that education with me. And so you're right, Tracy, when you were in there and the other Black person was like, y'all, we're going. And I was like, hey, either you're going to get it or not, because mm-hmm. is that not what we do? We go yeah. into everyone else's world, quote unquote, and we learn, we listen, we have a good time. But, you know, if we're going to talk about the culture, then let's bring the full culture, um, you know, ahead and let's be all-inclusive not saying everybody has to be ingrained in the culture but are you exposed to it or are you exposed to it commercially so being there on the bike and being very very authentic with it sometimes I think I look at faces and sometimes I'm like I don't know I don't know how that landed get out the class and I'm like that was one of the best classes and I'm like Oh, good. Thank you. Because I thought if not, uh, it's happening again. The next time I teach, like, you're gonna get me. I don't know what else to tell you. So um, I will say this today. I taught a dual ride. I was the only black person in the room. And I was on there singing that Beyonce with my heart out like, you're just gonna get me. So that's it. And I've done some rides about definitely with the social injustice. Um, a Tatiana, the young lady who was shot and killed here by the by the Fort Worth po- police. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did a ride that was de- dedicated to her. She goes by the name Tay Tay. I did a ride that was dedicated to her and uh, reached out to her family like that did my heart so much good. But Cycle Bar has an initiative that they call Cycle Bar Gives. And the money that I raised, I was able to charge so much for each bike. And the money that I raised, every single penny, Cycle Bar, the owners here at Cycle Bar Waterside in Fort Worth, they matched it. Mm -hmm. And we made a donation. Mm -hmm. They made a donation. We made a collective donation to um, the Atatiana Project. And I mean, I just... You know, just being able to do that and do and use my platform for that reason where I'm getting to let people know, hey, like I said, the black community, we're not okay. And so I'm like, this is how you can support you say you want to be an ally. This is how you can be an ally. So then if you flip that, and like you said, you do get to see the videos where you get to see the guy like getting down on the bike and having fun. And I'm like, I want our community again, black people to know we are welcome wherever we want to go. If you want to go try that cycling class, go try that cycling class. Yeah, it's going to be some people in there who don't look like you size wise too. You might even walk in and you might not be able to fit any of those clothes that they're selling. Who cares? Do you want to ride that bike or not? Like you said too, that bike, the bike is built for us and our curvaceous bodies. It Mm -hmm. can definitely hold us up. (laughs) Just go for it. Go hard, go in there. And the, the bikes are built very sturdy and strong. So go in there, not worrying about that, knowing that you're going to be supported. And you never know, you may turn around and decide that you want to be that instructor there and just give it a try. And that's, that's all, all I can say do. is, yeah, just try it. Let's try. And because when I first started, I was in better shape and I could, I could at least keep up. I came to you yesterday. I was like, Ooh, it's been a minute. <laughs> but, Tracy, yeah, Tracy, I, wait, hold on. Tracy says this and she rides in a full on mask because Tracy is not playing with us. Let me tell you something. Tracy is not playing with us. And she rides in a full mask 
And I'm sitting here talking and I'm still trying to figure out how she riding in this mask. I'm barely up here breathing. So Tracy says she's not in shape. She's riding in the mask, y'all. Okay, Tracy, now go on. <laughs> oh, and it, listen, I take it out, breathe loose, and put it back out. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, I was ready to be free. Then the Delta variant came. And I'm like, listen, y'all don't want me to be great. <laughs> Can I tell them about you choosing your bike too? Can I yes. say that? <laughs> so let me tell y'all. I was wondering if you knew why. Oh, I, oh, I knew exactly. <laughs> So y'all, the way that, and if y'all, y'all have been listening to Tracy, so y'all know how Tracy feels about <laughs> these, these nasty people. So the way the room is set up, the instructor uh, has a bike up on the podium. So I'm, I'm, I'm separated from everybody else. So trust me, I definitely pull off my mask and, and I'm good right there. Well, there's two, what we call side bikes. So there's a bike one and a bike two on either side of me. Those bikes, like you have the most space around you. You almost feel like an instructor on either one of those bikes. And then now we have, uh, I think we have a total of 30 bikes in the room. So then everybody else, they're just out there fending for themselves. So we come into class and I don't have a full class yesterday. Like it's not, it's not maxed out. So it's open bikes. Most people don't want to be on that side bike because that means the entire class can see you. But I noticed Tracy is on bike one up here on this side bike. Now, <laughs> To flatter myself and say oh she wants to ride near me <laughs> i said tracy there's some open bikes would you like to ride on the other bikes by this time i realized who i'm talking to she still has her mask on. she said oh no i'm good i said oh wait you know when you know your people you know your people i said yeah tracy good. that's what i'm gonna say she gonna understand just I'm, i don't even have to say why and what i have what i hate about booking on cycle bar because i always do the drop-in classes yes. is that they won't let me see which bikes are available first <laughs> so i have to pay for it and it'll be like damn it <laughs> but i'm gonna go for one or two every time hey or i was like oh but once that rona hit i was like ooh. Listen, it does need to go. <laughs> I love it. Because like I said, I don't always get people up there on bike one or bike two. So then I had Tracy up there too. So it's not just like some random person. It's Tracy up there too. I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to be good. But ooh, I, it took everything in me not to laugh because I knew exactly what she said. Oh, I'm good. I said, oh, she's good. Yeah, she's good. And, but I also like that they give you spin shoes that click in. Yeah. Like other studios, that I, the other one that I went to, you could do, you could slide your feet in or mm -hmm. it would flip over if you had your own spin shoes. So yeah. I like that cycle board. You can just come pick a pair and get on <laughs> and help you get in. So it's like, it's not, it can be intimidating, but if you just relax and just be okay. And like yesterday, I was like, okay. Normally, if like if you riding up out of the saddle, as they say, if you're out of the saddle, I try to at least, even if I don't do the choreo, cause I'm clumsy. So I can't necessarily do the elbow bend and be out the saddle at the same time, but I want to yeah. stay out the saddle. But yesterday I was like, you know what? Just go and sit back down. Just keep your <laughs> legs moving. Just keep going. And that's my goal that's is just to like, keep going. Just even if you pedal and you're thinking that if you're the only one, but if you look around, it's other people. Oh, she said now too. I don't feel so bad. Mm -hmm. Or on the leaderboard, there have been times like yesterday. I was proud of myself. I guess it was power because my legs are strong. But that RPM, 
is never where it's supposed to be. But I'm like, I'm not last. And there have been classes <laughs> where I'm dead last the whole class, but I'm like, I'm still going to keep going. But in my mind, I'm thinking I'm killing it. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> 12. <laughs> but I didn't quit. So I'm cool with it. And for me, as long as the music is good, I'm I'm like, I came, I burned some calories. The music is good. So I'm yeah. good. And with that, I want to ask you, what's your favorite artist or favorite songs to ride to? Oh my gosh. So I'm going to tie that into also something that you just said too, is your legs are strong. <laughs> the, our legs are so freaking strong, but a lot of times, um, what I've learned about myself, and this is what I try to bring to my classes, is I'm not the best at speed, but I'm really good with some heavy gear. And that's the best way for me to drive my power up. So I do try to balance it with mm -hmm. gear and with um, and doing that with speed. So that's what I've noticed is that the riders respond in different ways mm -hmm. with gear and with speed. And you start to realize what you can do was really not for you right now. And then at the end of the day, you're riding a bike. You're, you're riding a bike. So when it comes down to music, I'm like, this music has to be good because I don't want you to focus on I'm riding a bike. Oh, she just asked me to do what on the bike? Because I'm trying to make you go hard. I got to make you go beyond your limits because that's the only way to get stronger and better at whatever you're doing on the bike. So I love beats it's all about the beats like heavy beats if I can get some good bass in there um I want to use this for an example so the Migos just released their last album Culture 3 and the way they kick it off is with a song called Avalanche and if you listen it samples Papa was a Rolling Stone mm -hmm. so Rolling Stone it, it, it samples that but there's where this part where the bass just drops in and like, I remember the first day I heard it, I was like, wait, rewind, go back. And when that bass hit, it just did something to me. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, I'm like, oh, that's coming to class with me. <laughs> like what beat for me, that's how it feels. It's like, what beat will catch you off guard? Because again, you're in the work, right? And I'm mm -hmm. asking you to do something hard. Can you get lost in that music to the point where by the end, you like, like you said, like that was hard, but okay, that music motivated me a little bit. Like I went a little bit more. So I really am heavy, heavy, heavy in hip hop, um, even R&B. I don't know that I necessarily have a favorite artist. I could probably go down so many, but I love, um, gosh, it's hard to say. I'm going to definitely give credit to my down South rappers, like my <laughs> Outkast, my Bun B. I was going to say UGK. UGK, <laughs> my Big Crit. Oh my gosh. Talk about um, Hot Boys. Like there's so many different ways you can go with that. Um, I, I get stuck on when I talk about an artist. Female rappers though, like, I mean, Missy Elliott is a staple. I mean, Beyonce is my favorite artist, but even when she tries to work in like her rap game and like the Carters and talking, mm -hmm. Nikki, Cardi, Sweetie, Cash Doll, like I could go on. Doja Cat has been sneaking up on me. So I can go on and on, but it really is about the beats and we can do theme rides. So I've done some theme rides where I've done a big Shun ride. I've done a Lil Wayne ride. I've definitely done the Carters. 
But to me, that's it. And then when you can get that beat and you have a message with it, like Rick, Rick Ross and like Hustle and you got um, just anybody who can talk. The other day I started class with a Big Sean and Big Sean is really, re- I mean, I knew I liked him, but the more and more that's what happens when you listen to the words of the song. And I'm like, the way he really talks, like he did a song talking about overtime and just what, you know, you willing to be like willing to go that extra mile and go mm-hmm. overtime. So I said that, Tracy, I didn't answer your question because I don't know who to say for a favorite, but it's beats to me. It's just the beats. And then if I can get a good message in that song and um, hip hop does an exceptionally well job of. Because we we talk from our hearts, right? Typically, mm-hmm. most of the time. Sometimes it is just pure fun. I mean, it's mm-hmm. nothing but, I mean, some good Megan Thee Stallion in there. That's just pure fun. But most of the time, we have um, the culture is just rich with us. So I love it. I love it. Okay. So what would you say to someone who wanted to try yoga or spin for the first time? Try it. Try it. Try it. Um, you can look at it one or two ways. You can look at it in you're going to try something new. You're going to try something different and you're going to go at your own pace no matter what. I love to tell the new writers. I said, I'm going to tell you what to do, but your body, your body, like that's really the ultimate tool that you're going to listen to. Um, with yoga, I said, hey, if I have my legs stretched out this wide in a lunge, that doesn't feel good, shorten it and see where do you want to go. So I say start out with um, someone and I say someone, you're always welcome to come and start out with me, but you're welcome to start out with someone. I'm not selfish. Someone say start out with someone who's going to allow you to learn, to grow and to work your way up instead of you have to come in and everything has to look just like this. Because mm-hmm. sometimes those first times, they're just not as comfortable as we would like for them to be. So you can look at it that way. Or you can look at it as in, it's okay if you fail. It's okay if you don't get it right. Like use that as a time to show yourself an example of this is how I respond. And this is what happens when I quote unquote fail. You're not failing by any means, but I say, give yourself that opportunity to not get it right. So I am always here. And this is my same attitude. I have every single class, whether that's yoga, cycling, or maybe you take a cycling class and I'm sitting right next to you riding with you. Like this is my attitude every single time. So just try it. I can attest to that. Every time I come to class, it could be months because I'm in and out. You are still, you're always positive and uplifting. The closest I've seen something different was yesterday when I came to class and you just mentioned that your week started off a little bad, but you had to kind of flip it around and give yourself some encouragement. So how do you manage to, because as the teacher, you're constantly pouring into the students. How do you pour into yourself? What other things do you do? to encourage yourself especially on those days we all have days where it's like I'm not for it today but you have to do it anyway so what do you do yes it's um you know how they said you can't pour from an empty cup and I I said that to the class today I said I was giving kudos to the instructor next to me because we did a dual ride and I said you know we may look like machines up here but I tell y'all we are people too and when you hear me breathing hard, that's because, shoot, that gear got heavy for me, too. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. 
But you're right. It, yesterday, I, I wanted to share that moment on the bike to let people know, like, I, I'm doing it anyway. And some days it's rough for me. Some days I'm like, I can't see what I'm trying to do. I'm like, it's not making sense. Some days I cry. Like, I don't know what else to um, do in those moments. But yeah, starting out earlier in the week, it just didn't, I, I knew I was trying to schedule a yoga session for this morning and I wanted to go to a different location outside and I couldn't figure out in my head how to make it work. And I got in my, just this negative circle within my mind of, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. And that made me not feel good. So I went out for a run. This is really how I have to do myself. Like, oh, you're going to move this energy. I went out for a run. And none of my typical music was sounding good. Because again, I'm listening to music all the time, even my personal like playlists and music, nothing was sounding good. And I said, you don't get to be in a pity party. So you're going to turn on some positive affirmations. I didn't necessarily want to hear that at the time. That's not what I thought. And I said, take at least one song. By that one song, a second one came on. After that second one, a third one came on and I went through that whole run with those positive affirmations. And again, had I not tried at least taking it song by song, start out with that one song, who knows what I would have listened to that, that, you know, just didn't serve me at that particular time. So that's what I have to do a lot of times is just that I'm, I'm human too. I have those moments sometimes. And I tell people that when I'm on the bike, I'm talking to myself. And Tracy, what you didn't see yesterday is after class, there was another writer who, st- who stood around and she talked to me and she, um, I told her, I said, man, I just love your energy. And then she shared something personal with me that basically she had been having such a rough time. She was like, this is my outlet. She was mm-hmm. like, and so the positivity that you speak into me, and I said, can I tell you, I'm just talking to myself. I was like, I don't even know what to say. I'm just talking. So that just makes us that community. And that's what I bring to yoga with that connective souls is if I would just be true to myself, which is what I said I was going to do in this cycle bar. If I'm true to myself and I bring my authentic self, I'm always going to be able to talk to you. I'm always going to be able to hit something with you all because I know I may not know the situation, but somebody has felt that before. Mm-hmm. So that's typically what I do. Some people think I wake up positive every single day. I've had some people say, oh, my gosh, you never get angry. I, I said, who? Who who doesn't get angry? Because this girl <laughs> right here, oh, she can get angry. But, you know, it's what do I do with that? I don't want to mess up your day. So I may be working through it internally, but mm-hmm. I want to I want to still make sure that just because I'm going through that, I know how to communicate it without messing up your day. So like Tabitha Jones says, she says something like, make sure you have a good day. But if you don't, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's. Uh, I love that. I I have to to tell that to myself. That's it. You know, because people don't know and you're just projecting that on them. And it's like, well, what's wrong with you? And it's like, it's really not you. It's just me. And so you have to, you know, it's not that you don't deal with it or you bury it, but you kind of manage through it until you can deal with it appropriately. And so that, I love that. Oh, that I is so that. it. You're going to make me listen to some tab after this. Cause I love first. <laughs> I love her voice. And then just to hear her say that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and my mom taught me that early on, you know, you go to the store and people just nasty with you. She's like, those are some of the, and she says this in a way, 
they're the weakest people because they don't know how to manage those emotions. And really they need more attention, care, and love than what you would have ever thought Mm -hmm. because they don't have the right tools. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be nice. I want to give it back to them, you know? So I'm like, I don't want to be that person where people are like, what is wrong with her? Mm -hmm. So let me just mature up, figure out how to work through this. Or sometimes I'll tell myself, okay, you're going to stay at home till you get this attitude, right? Like, (laughs) So, yeah, it's moments. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, thank you for coming and doing this for me. I appreciate it. I, you don't know, I was nervous to even ask you to do it. But I was like, I'm going to shoot my shot and ask it. Because I think what you are doing is so positive. And you, you're, I love your class. And I saw the uh, page with Connective Souls. I was like, that's dope. And I think more people, you know, if if we're going to share in our community, even though my platform isn't as big as I want it to be yet, that's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> it's not as big as I want it to be yet, but it's still a tool to help share what you are doing and share practices like yoga and spin things that we may not be familiar with, or we may want to try and we don't have the courage to try them yet. So mm-hmm. hopefully it, somebody will learn something from you today. Um, before we get out of here, I got a couple of questions I want to ask you. You kind of answered the first one a little bit, but I'm going to try to dig a little bit deeper because as the teacher of yoga and spin and group um, fitness, to me, that's more of, that's like work. Mm-hmm. So what else do you do for self-care? Oh, wow. That's a next and say, Hey, you know, or I need to change my energy. Yeah. Oh, that's a, I had a writer to ask me that before she said, you pour into us, but who pours into you? She said, cause I want to make sure somebody's taking care of Nikila. Oh, that was sweet. I wasn't it. And I had tears in my eyes. I was like, Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, and I, I, I really do. I do a lot for, for self-care. If I'm being completely vulnerable right now, I also do a lot to make myself busy and Mm. to the point where my mom will slow me down at times and she will ask me like, okay, what are we doing? Like Mm. what, what I I need for you to pay attention. And I will, I, I love to do too much, too much. So learning to say no is one way of self-care for me. I'm not always the best at it right now. I will be honest. I'm maxed out where I am now with everything that I'm juggling to, I have to say no to some things. So Mm. really being able to put my foot down and say, no, I can't. Um, that, that is really one way. I really do my own personal workouts too. So people see me on the bike and you see me teaching yoga, but I'm also a student. Mm-hmm. So I still take strength classes. I still take some cycling classes and I will definitely take um, online yoga classes. I will definitely go to classes. And sometimes people like Tracy, if you try something new and you want to go try it and you say, hey, do you want to go? That's also my way of self-care because I get to be the student. You're right. Mm-hmm. As the instructor, I'm always pouring in too. But to have someone to turn around and pour into me, I in that moment, I can't even begin to compare myself to them because I'm lost in, I'm a student and it feels so good to be a student. So I love that part and running. Running is, um, gosh, it's been one of my favorites for about 15, 16 years now. And I still get to do it. Um, I, I don't, if I try to compare myself to what type of runner I was then to what type of runner I am now, I'm still slow and steady. 
I'm still mm-hmm. slow and steady. Some days are harder than others. <laughs> Some days I go, if you would just move. Mm-hmm. And that is what I tell people. Sometimes that's my morning coffee. Instead of actually having a cup of coffee is I just got to move. I, I have to do that. And then, like I told you, when I said I had to move that energy, what's mm-hmm. the best way to move that energy? And you know what? If, if I go out there and this run starts to not feel that good, I'm moving, I'm walking, I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. So that, and um, the last thing I'll say is, I really do find my way back to what's me. So um, give it two weeks or so from now, I told my boyfriend that I need to go on a trip. I was like, I need to go. I was like, I got to get near water. I need to go. And I said, I need to take a book and I need to be able to sit near that water. And he's very good too, because he he even asked me, is there something you can drop off your plate right now? I can't drop anything, but I need (laughs) this trip. I need this trip for a week. And get those people around you who listen to you, check in on you and say, and that's what he said. Okay. So he didn't try to talk me out of anything else. He didn't say you have to do this or do that or drop. Nope. He said, okay, we're going away for a week and we're going to go to San Diego. We're going to go to the beach and I get to take my books and, and do that. So being very realistic about taking those moments, that's my way for, for self-care. I love it. I love it. And thank you for saying yes to the show. (laughs) Tracy, when you said that too, and you said, I was like, oh my gosh, I was so honored that you asked me to do it. And I'm like, this is another way for me to learn about myself. And ma'am, don't you talk about, well, that's my way of saying my audience is small. I'm like, a platform is a platform is a platform. So you use it no matter what it is. So I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Last question. If you wrote a book, what would it be called? (gasps) Would it be about? (laughs) Oh, Tracy, you put me on the spot. I have thought about writing books so many times. I've had so many different titles. Um, I don't remember what the last title was. (laughs) So I'm going to think of one on the spot here. And I'm simply going to say, you don't know. Okay. And I'm going to go with, you don't know, because that to me is even why you're doing your show. This is why I love talking to people. I I really do. uh, Anybody. I I find myself sometimes people may say you've wasted time or sometimes I go, man, I didn't have that extra hour in my day, but I thought you were where you needed to be because I get to hear people's stories. So when people tell me things like you seem like you've never gotten angry, people think I grew up a certain type of way. People think my family is a certain type of way. And even in school, people would say those things to me. And I'm like, you don't know. You don't know until you get to talk to somebody. And I would love to put my life story in a book one day, not because um, I think I am famous or anything like that, but simply to show people you never know. You you just don't know what people have gone through. So to hear you say uh, the experience that you get when you're in my classes and how you feel around me. Mm-hmm. And I know my life story and my history. I'm like, amen. That's what I'm going to say to that. Amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. Where can people find you? Yes, you can find me on my website, connectivesouls.com. So that's connectivesouls.com, connective and souls, all one word. And on the website, I have a little bit about me. 
I talk about the three classes that I teach for yoga. I also talk about how you can book the classes. And then I also do sessions outside of those classes. So every Tuesday, I do a restorative class at 7 p.m. for 45 minutes in the 7 p.m. Central. This is virtual and online. And then I also do on Saturday mornings, uh, 10.30 a.m. Central, I do 60 minutes of vinyasa flow. So today was virtual and in person. I'm mm-hmm. also going to do the same thing next week. So if you want to come out, you can come and join me, whether that's in person or you can do it online also. So all the details are on the website. But I also do sessions outside of that. So if, for instance, you all have a girls night out, maybe it's a group of men who just want to give yoga a try in a safe space. And you want to make sure that you're not feeling judged by any type of way. Um, I've also done it for a group of young boys. I've done it for some young ladies. I've done it for teachers. I will come out for special sessions. So you can always reach out to me. I'm more than happy to do that. And hey, maybe it's just you and a couple of people hanging out and it's nothing grand. That's fine too. So website gives you all those details. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Connective Souls. Again, all running together. So that is for yoga. I teach at Cycle Bar Waterside, the Fort Worth location. If you want, you can always go to Cycle Bar website and you can find me on there. You can go to their Instagram. But my personal Instagram is Nikila G. N-I-K-E-L-A-G, all one word. I tease people. I'm like, it looks like Nike lag, but I promise it's me. You'll see my picture (laughs) pop up. And on my personal page, I talk about both cycling and yoga and usually just give a lot more (laughs) personal information about myself. And right now, those are the best ways that you can get in connection with me. Feel free to DM me. You can also email me if you want to at Connective Souls at Gmail. But again, the website is the best way to reach out to me, especially if yoga, but hey, I'm always here to answer um, cycling and cycle bar questions too. So, Okay, I love it. I'll make sure to put the information in the description box so when people click on the episode, they can see it there too. So yeah. thank you again for coming. I appreciate you and have a good day. Thank you, Tracy. (laughs) So much success to you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. That's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Remember, follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook at Everybody's Homegirl or Instagram at Everybody's Homegirl 11. You can also visit my website at www.everybody'shomegirl.com or shoot me an email and let me know what you think of the show. You can send your emails to homegirlpod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe, share with a friend, or give me a five-star rating. As a matter of fact, text a couple of friends right now and share this episode with them. Remember, thanks and have a great day.